Welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow Through It. I am Kristen. And I'm Tessa. And today we are talking on new microphones. So hopefully <laughs> we sound so much better coming out of your speaker system today. So we thought that we would talk about, obviously it's December now, it's the end of the year, and we're kind of reflecting back on just the last year of our life and how different things are now than they were a year ago. We thought it would be interesting to kind of flash back to what we were doing this time a year ago and then how different our life is now and just kind of to give perspective and hope to people who are in those dark phases of life where you're kind of like, when is this ever going to end? How am I ever going to be happy again? How is anything ever going to change? You just feel like stuck and hopeless. Yeah. Tessa is just living proof that like <laughs> life can change drastically. <laughs> but for the better, drastically in a way you never, ever, ever saw coming has brought you a lot of happiness and peace and blessings. Yeah. And yeah, I think you posted a video last week about when I flew in from the airport mm -hmm. and you greeted me with a sign in yeah. Rome and the balloons and I was holding Sage who he was, was so little. Yeah, he was only like nine months. I kind of got not the heebie-jeebies, but I got the feels a little bit about that time because I remember where I was at this time last year. It was right before Thanksgiving, so it was very close to this time last year mm -hmm. and just where we were, both of us individually. It feels like a lifetime ago, but at the same time I can still feel that feeling in a very raw way. Yeah, so right around this time last year, you were moving leaving your life and house and marriage in Colorado and flying to Florida to come live with strangers and me yeah I mean the reality of it of why it felt so painful looking back on that video is because I had really felt like on paper I had my dream life I had moved to Colorado like we wanted and you know we had this beautiful six-bedroom three-story home like my dream home I got the girl and the boy kids that I wanted and for a while you know thought I married my soulmate behind closed doors really struggling with stuff of course there was the cheating but there was a lot more going on internally with him that really started taking a toll on me over the course of several years. Mm -hmm. It was just getting to this point where I had felt so emotionally drained. It was like this cycle of every month coming back to this place of, you know, he just wasn't happy and I wasn't making him happy and everything was overwhelming him and the world was such a messed up place and like just going on that cycle with your partner and then, you know, of course, like life Life is hard, you know. We're navigating having two kids and both working and the childcare crisis. And it was so hard. Like, life was so hard. And then you added all of our stuff on top of it. And for so long, it felt so unbearable. At that point, I was just desperate to get out. I remember that month leading up, knowing that I was going to move and how crazy it was. And in that process of that time, we were still living together. So... That's like another thing. We had had a finished basement and it was, you know, like a living, like mother-in-law suite. So that's like where he stayed and I stayed upstairs. And we are pretty much for the most part able to avoid each other. But there were some times where it was like inevitable. And then obviously we had a three-year-old who was very like, mommy, daddy walked into the room. Oh, I know. I remember Rome doing that. Yeah. Say hello to daddy. Yeah. And, you know, and I think what was hard for me, too, was I had felt like a failure, like I had felt like for so long I was trying to 
fix it. And for a lot of the years of our relationship, I blame myself and I took accountability for that. I did the work, you know, like for so long it was like, no, you're the one that's Mm -hmm. messed up. And so I was in therapy and like fixing stuff and fixing me and working on myself. And then once I felt like I was really in a good place, really able to be intentional and mindful and my life kind of transformed in that way, I was able to see things a lot differently and just kind of like, I don't really think that all this is my fault. I remember at the end, there was a lot of just sadness around the fact that I had started my life with this person and that it was all coming to an end and all I ever wanted was like this perfect family life you know and I felt like I had it and it was just I was losing it and there was nothing I could do about it and I knew in my heart it was the right thing like I had to get out you know there was actions that he had promised he was going to take and he was not honoring that and I just like I could not continue to go on anymore I remember feeling so upset and so many emotions and I remember seeing him feeling none like I would Mm -hmm. see him and he would just be it was almost like he was happy that to me was the hardest part about living together and knowing that we're split up is that I was so hurt and I remember like we had this kind of blow up fight and um what had happened was I was going through all my stuff I was packing everything and I'd found this letter that he had wrote me after he had cheated on me and one of the letters that he had wrote to like say basically that he was going to make it right and this was like a huge wake-up call and he's going to do whatever it takes and that I'm the love of his life and all these promises that a year later I was reading and he had broken every single one of them and on top of that just did not care the way that he treated me and acted I felt so unworthy I felt so just stripped down to my core like there was nothing else for me to give I just felt like I was at rock bottom when I left and so that video like really reminded me of that because I was moving into this new territory where I didn't know these people I knew you and I was trusting you but I was also like I'm coming here with my two kids and that's a huge burden as a mom I feel like you especially I had my life together I had my business I could take care of my kids you know and now I was coming to complete being completely stripped down and depending on people to come through for me and that was really really hard so I remember that time you know getting here and having the reality sunk in of like wow I just lost everything and I have nothing and I on top of that felt so emotionally distraught like I said like feeling unworthy and just really unworthy of being loved Mm -hmm. that that's what I felt like like I wasn't enough and you weren't enough for the person that you like poured everything into everything exactly how I felt it was a really vulnerable place and I remember it being really scary you know leaving and not knowing what's kind of waiting for you on the other side and I know we've we've touched on this several times throughout our podcast but just having those moments of you know this is why we use our voice and we speak out because when we do we're able to connect with other broken and hurting women and at that at one point or another that was us Mm -hmm. and we needed that and I felt like you know when you were going through everything that you were going through and women were pouring in and saying you know this just happened to me and and now look where I'm at that was so inspiring to me because I was so scared of what I was doing it was very unknown It's really interesting. I've been listening to this audio book called The Mountain Is You, and it talks a lot about self-sabotage, but not in the way that you think. It's more, it breaks it down. 
really, really well of just how our brain works. And, you know, the thing about change is that we are designed to reject change. Our brains reject change. So anything that is out of the ordinary, it can feel wrong. Mm -hmm. It can literally feel wrong in your whole body. And it doesn't mean that it's necessarily wrong. It means that your brain is trying to protect you from something that's unknown. And that's a lot how I felt. I felt like there was change and I was not sure what was waiting for me on the other side. And I feel like that's just kind of what I really want today to be about is to give hope for those people who are going through it right now and just know that there's so much that's waiting for you on the other side. Yeah, because obviously change is scary and then leaving a marriage is scary even if you know that it's the right thing to do. And yeah, you sometimes people will stay in situations that they shouldn't for far too long because of being afraid of the unknown on the other side you suffer yeah that way you will suffer so much that way yeah I had this mindset of I was willing to go through the temporary hard knowing that there was long-term ease waiting for me I knew that I was gonna have to go through the pain and the change and just the uncomfortableness to get to a better place because I knew that if I stayed where it was then that I was gonna lose myself and that I think that that was really this breaking point for me was that I was well and I think you already were at least like me it like kind of lost yourself in that like you lose oh yeah in your marriage and trying to save a marriage especially with a cheating person you lose who you are I think that's what you realize like this is not who I am this is not who I want to be and so the only way through this is to like leave it yeah and choose yourself it's scary because as moms and as you know like we're in our 30s now you know so you you feel like that's a time you should have all of your stuff figured out like you should have your life figured out when you're in your 30s and then like you said strip down starting all over from nothing essentially how do you what's gonna happen yeah with this and then you don't even really believe in the concept of love anymore for a second there and you're like how do I ever love somebody again or find happiness on my own after thinking that I had my dream life and then now I don't have any of that anymore it's a really dark place and it's isolating and I think that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast and like we share so much about it it's just like it's such an isolating scary place to be and I think in the past women who have been in positions like us have been just too afraid to share because Mm -hmm. they feel like no one else is experiencing this because we didn't have social media we didn't have things like that back in the day you know and so I just love that we're not doing that anymore and that we can give women this sort of hope you can go through these really dark terrible things especially divorce or having a cheating partner and becoming a single mother and then your life can get so much better if you are willing to do the work yeah and if you're willing to just make up your mind I think that is where it all starts you have to make up your mind that things are going to change and you have to really feel that in your heart and soul and you have to really want it I know a lot of people who say they want change but then they keep going back or they keep repeating these cycles and you know it's like the change has to start in the uncomfortable you have to sit with the uncomfortable and you have to sit with the unknown and embrace it for what it is don't go back to what you think you know because that's that's what our minds want us to do 
you know, it wants to stay w- stick with what we know. And a lot of that times we carry on our trauma from our childhood or from our past. And that's what we know. And so that's what we want to stick with. And we keep recreating. Too. Exactly. You manifest these yeah. these things into your life. And I was starting to really get this. I was really starting to put these pieces together when my ex-husband and I started going through marriage counseling. And we had a phenomenal therapist. Like she was so good at articulating where my traumas were coming from and a lot of it was my past like as my uh, in my childhood you know and and that was a lot of our problems in our relationship was he would trigger my inner child and by triggering my inner child would trigger his shame and so we would go in through this like cycle of just like sabotage you know and it was exhausting and I remember you know, getting to this point where it's like, okay, we're going to try to fix our marriage and we're going to try to figure out why I'm always so scared you're going to cheat on me and why you actually cheated on me. You know, like we can't move forward living like this. Like we have to be on the same team. You know, I remember doing a lot of this work and her kind of like breaking down the psychology of it all. When you're feeling triggered, you normally, your brain response goes back to a time when you were three years old or five years old or nine years old of how you were conditioned as a child in an unhealthy environment or through trauma that inner child is looking for an answer and that's what's coming out whenever you're feeling tripped and so I was kind of really able to articulate okay this is why I am the way that I am it's not that I'm just crazy it's not that I'm just an untrusting person there's more to it than that and I felt like for a while he really connected with that and he you know would say like I see now you know instead of building this narrative of like I'm difficult or you're just never going to trust me it was more like okay there is something in you that's been broken and you need that partner and I think that that was that breaking point for me whenever he had said that he didn't want to do those things anymore he wasn't just disowning me he was disowning that little girl and I just like couldn't be with somebody like that yeah I knew in that time in my life and I didn't know before when we met when I was 22 I needed somebody who was willing, not because it was a major effort or a job, but just naturally who understood me to my core and where I've been and was going to love me anyways. And he just couldn't do that. That was a huge point for me of I had made up my mind. Like it was just really over for me. This just isn't the person that I can do life with. I think fast forward, you know, moving. And obviously we had all these plans. Like it's kind of funny now. It's comical. I remember saying, don't date anyone. Like let's just be single. Well, and I had just had a little situationship before that. So then I was like, oh, you don't have to worry about me. Like after that situationship, which was a good thing because it yeah. helped me be like, okay, I can feel things for the opposite sex again. Also, I'm not like this hideous beast. Because when your husband cheats on you, you literally get, you get really hard on yourself. Like what's wrong with me? Why would my husband do this? So anyway, you were like, let's just be single. And I was like, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, and for a good three weeks, we were. (laughs) Um, No, yeah, and and it was still. three weeks of my life. And it was still, it was months after that where I was unsure of if I could actually do this. Because I will say, like, I remember before even leaving Colorado and my ex and I had had these kind of talks about, like, moving forward where he was just like, you know, I want you to be, like, really mindful of, like, not getting into a relationship and like let's just like keep our kids first and I remember having this conversation 
And I remember just like immediately shutting it down because I was just like so repulsed by even the thought of having feelings for someone like I and I told him that, you know, I was just like, you have taken everything from me. I have nothing to give anyone. I don't even want to talk about this. You know, like I I remember just feeling so grossed out by the thought. I just couldn't imagine ever being able to love again. Yeah. Or trust. Yeah. Trust in. Yes. Or open myself up and like be vulnerable, like all of it. And I don't really know what to think of it. But I remember when I met Corey, it was right away different. When I had initially downloaded Bumble, it wasn't to date anyone. It was just to have some fun. And like you didn't really like to go out and drink. And I really wanted to go out and drink. So I just wanted to have like a buddy, you know, and just like feel I just felt I remember like crying on the beach and just saying like and and more than just on the beach like I remember crying several times just saying like I just felt so unworthy that was really hard for me that was like a big emotion that I had was just like wow like I really wasn't worth it to stick it out and to like show up for me you know and like be who I needed you to be and so I just feel like I needed to feel some sort of validation I needed to feel wanted I wanted to have fun in the process you know and I will say it was like the second date that I had with Corey where I was like, oh, I like really like this guy. (laughs) Yeah. But there were still so many cons that I was like, it's going to be okay. You know, we live an hour away from each other. He has three kids. I have two kids. We could never be together because then we'd have five kids. Uh, You know, it won't work. Like his baby mamas are down south and my baby daddy's up north. And like this would never work. So this is good. This is safe. And our first date, I told him, like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I have nothing to give. Kind of made a joke about it. I was like, don't fall in love with me because you're going to want to. But don't. Don't do it because I can't. I can't return. Look where we are now. I know. It's crazy. Let's just do a little rundown of your life <laughs> in the last year. Okay. Yeah. So leave your ex-husband, move across the country, yeah. shut down your business, Oof. come to a place where you really only know me. Yeah. Moved in with strangers yeah. with my kids who I had 100% of the time. They didn't see their dad for like six weeks. Yeah. So for six weeks going through that separation. Yeah. The mental heartbreak, emotional heartbreak, and also trying to show up. Yeah. 100% and be yeah. a parent. That was a really big blessing that I had with Corey was I felt like from the very beginning when I was with him, it was almost like not an escape. It didn't, it never felt like I was escaping my life. But it felt like it was like recharging me. Like yeah. it was just, it would fill my cup and then I could go back and go do the hard. We were going through it, yeah. you know, and it was a lot. And then I had a baby and I'm breastfeeding and, you know. Yeah, I forgot you were still breastfeeding. Yeah. I was still breastfeeding. And even though I had you and CC and Ben, it was still like, I felt like I was having to figure it out on my own. Yeah. You know, it was nice to like go out and be with this person who looked at me differently and just like made me feel really safe. Like I remember every time we would walk anywhere, he would never even let me walk on the side of the sidewalk where the cars were. And still to this day, he won't. Yeah. Like he's very, he was just this like protective man, yeah. you know? And I felt so much ease in that. I felt really safe with him from the very beginning, even though I was like fighting it the whole time. I mean, we both were. It had eventually just gotten to this place where it was like, okay, we can't fight this anymore. So we may as well just like give in. That was around Valentine's Day. It was the 12th when we had this talk. Ooh, that's weird yeah and it was the 13th that he february 13th that he asked me officially to be his girlfriend and so now 
a year later from that is my due date. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, to know that. it's a little crazy. Again, a timeline. Yeah, so we started officially dating and then just kind of fell like head over heels for each other and you know we've been together for almost a year now and it's like we're living together and we have five kids together of course we share custody so it's not like we have them all the time but now we're expecting a baby we're gonna have a baby in February of our own and you're also engaged we just got engaged <laughs> yeah so he just proposed gosh almost a month ago that was totally unexpected I mean I kind of had maybe some but I didn't think that it was gonna happen then I don't know it's like even the way that he proposed you know it was just like this whole year has been so magical and I know without a doubt that like you're the person I want to do life with I just want to do this forever and he had like said things like that before but I didn't know that like he was gonna get on a knee you know when he proposed to me I just like instantly started bawling because I just felt I'm gonna try not to cry but I just remember that person who had left my ex-husband and I felt so like unworthy in that moment when he like proposed to me and he was saying all this stuff and it was like kind of very unexpected I felt so worthy mm -hmm. like I felt like that's who he's been to me as he's like healed those parts of me that I felt really broken from leaving my ex-husband you know on paper it's like the the timeline like feels a little soon I just left one marriage and now I'm getting into another and we're having a baby and whatever I remember seeing this thing this one time that said just because you're healing does not mean that you are unworthy to be loved because I felt like maybe that's why I was so against it for a little bit was because I was feeling like I don't deserve this or like this is too soon and it's like no that's not love love doesn't care about race sexuality and it doesn't care about a timeline love is love and like I will stand by that and I, I feel that with Corey you know just like we have this really beautiful like, I feel like we were just just what each other really needed I know he was going through his whole thing too where he was separating from someone that he had had two children with and the time wasn't ideal for either one of us and that's why we fought it you know but just you know him saying to me like I'm gonna take care of you and your babies for the rest of my life and that he loves who he is when he's with me and like he loves who I am and who we are together you know and like just having that it's like stability like we don't there's no cycle there's no highs and lows like of course we've gone through things where we've had to like really work it out and every single time I've been like I don't like that I've gotten upset about something he's like right away he's like if this is a boundary of yours I need to know like don't run from me talk to me like yeah. I'm I'm gonna fix it I'm gonna make this work like he loves me in that way to where he puts every all of my needs and wants first above anything he doesn't care what it looks like what it sounds like how I act he's gonna fix it and he's gonna keep us first and I've never experienced that yeah ever in my life even as a kid I've never experienced that kind of love from a father or any partner and so I just feel like he has healed these parts of me I always kind of said I feel like I was meant to meet him and now it's like now I really know you know it's like we're having a yeah. kid and we're getting married I do think that if I could go back and tell myself to that person who was in the airport traveling alone with a nine-month-old while my three-year-old was with my ex-husband and my world was falling apart, you know, and I had no idea what was waiting for me on the, on the other side. Like, I wish that I could just go and tell her. It's going to be really hard. You're going to go through it and know that you're going to have it so much better. And it doesn't mean that it's, like, perfect. It doesn't mean that I'm, like, not exhausted or that I don't get sad or, like, that I don't have hard times. But I have a partner who is solid and that's all I ever wanted. I feel like I have that now. I just wish that I could go back 
back and tell that past version of me of what was waiting for me on the other side you know to like give her hope and I just remember so many times like crying myself to sleep and just feeling so unsure and so unworthy and I don't do that anymore I know I don't do that anymore either oh it's so nice oh I remember so many times crying myself to sleep and just being like I wish this feeling would go away yeah. I don't want to feel like this anymore it's and the worst I, feeling no, it's the worst feeling and I think that we've kind of taken the complete opposite paths which is weird for us because we don't normally do this we normally align life. yeah <laughs> I've been telling you to watch out you're gonna get pregnant and engaged but I'm like no this might be the Skirt, difference I'm gonna make sure that does that's not true happen. you're gonna make sure it does it <laughs> yeah. but on the complete opposite of that you know like Tessa left her husband and then in like a year time period, you know, met the love of her life and is engaged and Pregnant. about to have a baby. They've blended their family together like so nicely and yeah. very happy and totally out of left field. Never saw that coming, you know. Me either. For me, I kind of think that I feel like I saw coming what, like what's coming because I was I'm, I think that like you said, you have to be ready. You have to be like ready to accept that you're worthy of that kind of love and it's yeah. not that I don't think that I'm worthy of it it's just that I think I don't want it right yeah. now like I don't want it at all yeah there's too many things that I want to do for me and I want to just like pour my energy into me and then Rome when she's with me and I don't want to give my energy to a man at yeah. all like that that's like the lowest thing on my list is finding a man and I didn't think that way at first. At first, I was, like, thinking, you know, like, I'm never going to love again. But then thinking, like, but I do want to love again one day, yeah. you know. So I made my list. And I also made my list very impossible for anybody to, to, yeah. to, to meet because at the same time, I'm very avoidant of the idea of being in a relationship. But that doesn't mean that I'm not happy. I'm very happy and I'm doing things that I feel like are sort of my purpose right now, which is this podcast and working on writing this book and then eventually like I have this idea where I want to start a nonprofit to help women going through sort of like what we went through where we fund lawyer fees because those are expensive and like yeah. most women aren't don't just have five grand sitting around to go pay for a lawyer have like a kind of halfway home like a, the mom union you know where women can come and like have like little I don't really know what it looks like but that's like my long-term vision is creating that nonprofit to help women going through stuff similar to us that's where I'm investing my time and my energy right now and it feels so good and it feels so different from like what I was a year ago two years ago you know yeah just this time last year I was still legally married and just in the the part of the divorce that's like the hardest part where you're coming up on mediation was set for the first of February I was stressing out so much every day about that my ex had like told his lawyer about like my social media posts and was trying to get me that. in trouble and there was all yeah. these like things that were like stressing me out like am I gonna get in trouble for this like can I actually get in trouble for sharing my story because he's getting backlash from what he did is it my fault because I'm sharing it and no, it's not, by the way. Share your story. But it is just so crazy, like, where I was at last year and where I'm at now. There's a lot of similarities for me. Like, I'm still very avoidant to the idea of a relationship or dating. And I just dated somebody for a little while, and then I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not ready for it. There's all these things that I want to do for myself. And it, what it's shown me is I am super avoidant to it right now. I'm just, like, closed off to the idea of love right now. Because not that I don't believe in love, because I, like, see you and I see – Ben and Cece and I see like really good examples of love I don't want that in my life right, right. now I just want to focus on building this 
empire. I want to get this podcast profitable for us. There's so much that we can do with this. Well, this. and I think it, what's a good point to make on that is that this can give hope to either or person. You know, exactly. I'm happy that we're not on the same journey and sharing the same story because maybe that's the point. You know, you're taking such a different direction, but it's the direction that you needed and this was the direction that I needed. I also think that you need to hear stories like your story. Those were the stories that I really wanted to hear. Yeah. When I was feeling unworthy of love and, and untrusting and unbelieving in the idea of ever loving a person again. I needed to hear stories like that. Okay, it can happen. Like it yeah. happens all the time, you know. But then also I think it's okay to have the other story where it's like it's just not what I want right now. Exactly. It's not what I'm ready for. And I have other things. And that doesn't mean that I'm sad and lonely and miserable. I'm very happy, very at peace, very just like satisfied with how my life has played out and what we've created here, a way to give outside of me, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're helping people we're, it's so we get true messages all the time thank you for sending us those messages you know where you're saying you've listened to our podcast or what it's something that we've shared has helped you feel hopeful in the situation that you're in right now like yeah that, that's awesome yeah that's all we really wanted even from the beginning when we first moved in together and we were kind of building this momune of just totally supporting each other and it seemed to be really interesting to a lot of people you know we were on good morning america um new york times <laughs> i know that's the other thing crazy things happened we were on good morning america yeah just totally from us living in the together yeah just doing each other's laundry and making <laughs> coffee for each other and like just supporting women and moms supporting moms and yeah we were we were kind of courting to have a um yeah, a we reality were going to have TV a show. reality TV show. We were, like, interviewing different networks. Like, producers, we had, like, yeah. so many producers and networks reaching out to us, and we have an agent and, like, just all these sort of things. And then... I got pregnant. Tessa got pregnant. <laughs> but it's fine, because I think, deep down, we didn't really want to do that. Well, we didn't. it felt like invasive of our children's yeah. lives and we really didn't want to do that and yeah i mean it, it felt really invasive even just having the new york times come and shoot you know it was it was a little hard for them yeah and that was just a couple hours it was still cool while it lasted but i think looking back i feel like everything happened the way that it was supposed to happen met this amazing person and we got pregnant very unexpectedly okay like pull out method does not <laughs> it's not 100 percent effective and that happened to me for the first time in my life so you know i just feel like this baby was going to find me one way or another and that's kind of where my life has taken this this whole different journey i'm just kind of like really in my mom era like i'm just really diving in on being a mom and you know going through like the heart and then really enjoying the amazing goodness of it and in so many ways experiencing myself as a person and growing as a person and healing as a person it's really interesting like how it's so intertwined I just feel like that's my that's just been my focus right now is just like really investing in being a mom and going on this journey and I feel like you're starting to get to where it's like starting it's gonna get so good and easy for you like <sighs> 
you're getting into the six, seven, eight, and like it is. I was telling you this at breakfast this morning, but it was like I was picking up Rome's laundry. She went to her dad's house this weekend, and I was like cleaning up her room. And as I was doing it, I was just like smiling, and I was just like, I just love being a mom so much. So thankful that I get to do this, you know. And then I was thinking about how like I've always loved my child, but always felt so overwhelmed by being a mom. But that wasn't true. It was I was overwhelmed by having a terrible partner. Yeah. To to be a mom with, you know, because as soon as he's removed himself from my life, then I moved into a place where I have a great support system because I have that kind of support and you too. It's just like being a mom is it's so I love it now. Yeah. Like I love it so much and and it's, I mean, it's, it's still hard. Like, there's a lot of things that get triggered in me. Mm-hmm. I think that our children are sent here to teach us lessons <laughs> and, like, trigger yeah. things in us. Yeah, and that that's the hard part about motherhood, I yeah. think, is, is that those things right there. I'm especially hard on myself. So since the day I had Marley, I felt this overwhelming feeling to get it right and to give her the best life possible and right and you always think you're not doing it right like, right it's mom guilt like, I'm really like loving that journey you know and then I'm also like loving your journey for you like yeah. I can't imagine you being on my journey and I can't imagine me being on your journey I think that's totally fine like we're going on separate journeys but together, together. we're yeah. in it together and that's how it should be yeah you know and it's all good yeah. But you are going to be engulfed in motherhood with me whenever I have this baby. <laughs> you are going to yeah. be there, lady, whether you like it or not. And then whenever I go on a book tour, you're going to have to yeah. come with me for like a week. I will. Yeah. Just bring Wesley all my kids. Go. Yeah, all right. Just Wesley, but we'll see. <laughs> I just hope that today on like just this whole message, I really do hope that it brings a little bit of peace to someone because I know that I was really desperate for that, and I hope that our lives and where we've ended up will inspire people to either A, get out of a relationship that is not good and very unhealthy and destroying who you are as a person, and to find the strength to just do it, sit in the uncomfortable, make the choice to stop the pattern, to create a new life for yourself and create a life that you love and that you're proud of. You know, that's that's the goal. I think that's why we want to share so much is that I feel like we have been conditioned to feel shame from divorce or shame from being a single mom. And I just don't I think women like we need each other right now. And I do think we're doing that, you know, where we're supporting each other and creating a community like this community yeah online community podcast community of just a safe place for women and hopefully an inspiring one to you know give you the courage to know that you are in control of your life anything that you hope and desire you can literally have it you just have to decide that it's yours you have to take that step where you're at right now is not permanent like it's not forever how you're feeling right now is not forever you will not be crying yourself to sleep every night you will not be feeling like a failure every day you will not be feeling like your life has fallen apart it's not forever that is temporary it is a temporary feeling you will feel so much happiness and joy and peace and look back and know that you made the right decision and that your life only got better you have to decide that you want more for yourself pick yourself up put your pieces back together and start rebuilding the life that you want the way that you want it however you want it you can have it and we're living proof yeah because that just literally happened in literally a year it's like (laughs) 
boom, here we are. You're writing a book, and I'm about to have a baby and get and married again. And we have again. a podcast. Which we have is a podcast. So cool. like, we I know. I talked about it. And, and I had so many people reach out and show me their raft Spotify that we were like in their top 10 podcasts. And like, I mean, I had several people. I know. It makes and I was just so like, happy. thank like, you so much for. Much. That's like all we want is just to connect with people. We were in a top 10 for over a thousand people. Yeah. And we were top three for 300. Yeah. And I'm happy to grow and I'm happy to grow with people, you know, who are going through it too. And I hope that one day we can get people on our podcast and interview them. And, you know, we've talked about that, but to be able to connect even more, you know, and kind of expand and reach out, we definitely have those goals. Yeah. That's kind of our, a year from now, I think that we're going to be having people on here and maybe we'll even have like a podcast studio, you know, who knows how much this will grow and change in the next year. If our last year of life to give us an example, it's, it's going to go big and crazy. And yeah, one thing that I do want to just like end on my part is I remember having this, this kind of realization. And, and it was kind of blowing up on TikTok too of like the lucky girl syndrome mm-hmm. almost every day whenever I could getting out and having this moment of connecting with this higher power take that as you will just kind of a heightened emotion of where I'm like really grateful and really present and really intentional in a moment and just feeling like I am the luckiest girl in the world whatever I want wants me even more and I remember saying it until like I could literally like feel it in my heart would like give me chills and I would just say life show me how good it gets looking back I have my dream guy and I have these kids that I love and I'm so happy and so fulfilled I'm just going on this journey and I feel like life has been so good for me things have just like worked out like almost supernaturally where I'm like wow like I really am lucky that that just happened yeah so I'll leave you with that like you start believing that and you start saying it yeah tell yourself every day and mean it. Say it until you mean it. Do Mine whatever you always, have to do. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Everything I want wants me. Everything I seek is seeking me. I always get what I want. And if I don't, it's only because I'm about to get something so much better. Yeah. And it's so true. And I only attract things into my life that are on my level or higher. That's it. I feel like that's the mindset, right? Like that's the life hack. Like that's yeah. that's how you rebuild a better life right there. You want to transform in a year? Tell yourself that every day. You got to rewire that mind. And you can, no matter where you started from. All right. I guess we got to do our gratitude segment. You go first. I always go first. Okay. A few things. First of all, these microphones got yeah, headphones that, is that can hear each other in our headphones. I like, love that. It's really cool. So I'm grateful that our podcast is growing to a point where we're here. And we started, I made an ad, like a, a Spotify podcast. I don't know if you heard it when you listened, but we have an ad now that we play on our things. And we have potential to make monetize this podcast a little bit. And so I'm just grateful for that because we made a couple bucks. Not a lot of bucks, but a couple. Like right now, I think we're at like five bucks. <laughs> but I'm excited hey. for the day whenever at the end of each month, we can like go on a little date together with our podcast money. It'll be a coffee date this month, but next month it might be a dinner date. Yeah, you know, I'm really grateful for that. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah, well, I I do feel really grateful too. just having the Spotify rap, you know, where it's like everybody was kind of tuning in and just seeing these people um, coming forward and just saying like that they're listening and they're loving it and enjoying it. Even from the sexual assault, I had several people reach out to and just like ask more questions about the therapist or just kind of steps that I've taken. And I really do feel really thankful to have an outlet, you know, that we've been able to kind of share and grow a community and have this, you know, like we, we really have made it happen. And so I just, I feel really grateful for that. 
And out of all the overwhelming things I have felt in life lately of just, you know, being big time pregnant and I'm about to have a baby, I'm about to have six kids, you know, <laughs> like it's still the reality sinks in. Of, this has never felt hard for me. It's always felt like a really good outlet. So I just I feel really grateful for this, too. And these microphones. Can't wait yeah. to hear it. All right. Well, we love you guys and we will see you next week. We will do it.